Well, good evening, everybody. We are live from downtown Mawa, New Jersey. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing with this live stuff. So if it comes in, please let me know in the chat if it's coming in good. I got my Rutgers here things because Rutgers won. And when Rutgers wins, which is so rare, you have to celebrate. So that's why we're celebrating. Um, this is show number 78 of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo. That's right. We are here. Now, again, I, I just can't get, when I think of number 78, I immediately go to Jerome Sally um, of the Giants in the 80s. So Stephen did, he just drove off the road. Um, but no, you know what? I decided because since the Yankees are collapsing, I would go into somebody else that's collapsing. And that would be um, um, the 1978 Yankees as the Red Sox collapsed. So in honor of the 78 show, I have to go with the 78 Yankees. Now, it's real simple here at Shea. Um, you got to remember a couple things. First of all, the Yankees were a 163, okay? They were 14 games up on the Red Sox. What a lot of people don't realize, the Yankees actually went up by three and a half games with 10 days to go and blew that. And they were tied. And of course, they got into the um, one-game playoff. And Bucky Dent hit the home run. I was only 13 years old. And you had Reggie hit a bomb in that game to make him go out 5-2. There was incredible plays in that game. Besides Bucky Dent, there was Lou Pinella being blinded by the sun. And he came up with a huge catch by, on a base hit and threw it in. But there were so many. <laughs> you can make the argument that the 78 Yankees um, were the biggest year of storylines ever. Uh you had, uh, let's see, the collapse by the Red Sox. Billy Martin got fired. Bob Lemon got hired. Reggie got suspended. It was a fight in the dugout with Billy Martin. It was Gossage's first year. And the ball's on the Yankees to sign Rich Gossage. And they had a guy named Sparky Lyle who won the Cy Young as a reliever. How often does that happen? You win the Cy Young, and then they say, oh, we're going to get the other guy, um, which is crazy. You had Ron Guidry who was 25-3 and three with a 1.74 ERA. And I think he had like 20 of those wins were after losses or something stupid like that. Um, he had nine shutouts. He had the Gidry was the storyline. Um, the one-game playoff, Bucky Dent, all that stuff. Crazy, crazy year. Had to go with it. Yankees are kind of look like they're collapsing. So 78 Yankees, um, that's the way it goes. And that's what I'm going with. Now, I'm alone here. I don't have a behind the glass as um, – my uh, my my co-host or behind the glass guy, Chris Giancarlo Gucci, is once again out of the lineup. He's got uh, some uh, health issues that are preventing him from doing anything. I hope I wish him well. Hope he's going to be okay. Um, I don't want to say what he has, but he'll be all right. Um, he just gets banged up occasionally, and and that's it. Um, so hopefully, Chris feels better. Uh, and they got some big news coming with Chop Sports. You'll hear that in the next couple of days. That's also going to be fun. But let's talk about Patreon. All right. Thanks for the support of the show. Patreon is now um, up to 12. My, uh, my brother was kind enough to hop in the Patreon thing, a late, late horse into the race. My brother jumps in, and he was very generous getting involved right there, which is cool. So I have 12 of them right now. Uh, my brother, my sister, my mother. I have my uh, nephew, Jimmy, my nephew, John Henry. I have uh, Alex Detsena. I have uh, 
big big George Demo, Mike Demosi. Um, I got Mike Caprio. Um, I'm probably forgetting someone. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Um, and uh, I'm forgetting someone. They're gonna yell at me. I had the list in front of me, and I can't find it. So I promise you, I will always read off the names. And I did not do that. So I think I got mostly everybody though. Um, I am forgetting someone though. Come on, Jimmy, think about it. Think about it. Uh, la 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 la. Alex Tetsana. Alex Tetsana. Mike Demosi. Someone else, one of my, uh, someone non-family member that hopped in. Makes it worse. I can't remember the non-family members. But we're going to have to let it go. Um, I have to come back strong and mention their name first, I assure you. Uh, please support on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I know I'm rocking it right now on YouTube. I think I have, uh, let's see, zero listeners. That's always fun. Um I have no co-host, so I'm like by myself here in downtown Mawa, but that's okay. I don't even know if this thing is working right, um, and I can't even know if it is because no one's, I don't even know if we're live. If we're not, I'll have to do the show again, but that's okay. So we got to get down to a couple of things. Now, this next segment is a fine segment called the weight thing, and me and Chris, we're going to have some fun with this, and of course, my weight situation my weight new situation is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. Getting involved, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Full service opticians, Craig and Janine Michaud, family-owned brother and sister. Craig's my right center fielder when we played softball, and Janine's a better softball player than him. They got everything over there. You got to go to this place. Prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, glasses for the kids, they got contacts involved. They got eye exams. They got a guy on site, the whole nine yards. Um, they have a hundred dollar uh, discount. If you mention uh, chop uh, JP sports or chops, no, what am I saying? That's the wrong one. All you got to do is mention my name and uh, the Ch Jimmy Plumbo show. And boom, you'll get a hundred dollars off a complete pair of prescription eyeglasses. Got to be a pair though. So you save some money there. They're open five days a week, close Wednesdays because of softball Sundays because the football giants are on the air, which starts this Sunday. And uh, the best thing about that, listen, the bottom line is, I've been saying this now for uh, six months now. When you go there and get glasses, when you leave, you don't feel like a jerk off. That's how it is. You feel good about yourself. You know, they're helping you out. God bless America. And that's how it goes. So they also have glasses, Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. Also Oakley, as in Charles Oakley. Uh, that's my, what you call it, Bob Shepard. Um, I haven't done Jim Gordon in a long time. Ray Ban, looking coach, looking coach. He's got coach. This is Ralph Lauren alongside Jimmy Chu. The football giants are on the air. Um, so that's go there, check it out. Absolute eyewear. 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Go there. They're great. They'll take care of you because I said they have to. And um, that's it. They're a longtime sponsor of this network and of my show. And I thank them profusely. All right, the weight situation. Here we go. Well, bottom line is, 
you could technically say that I'm a fat bastard at this point. But I came in, I decided to mix it up. I I I was great on my April 1st prediction that I would be down to 195. And I made that. And I got a little sloppy. Then I would then I've been hovering in this. I said I'd be 195 by July 4th. I failed there. Then I said I would be 195 again for this, that, and the other thing. Failed there. The bottom line is I said I'd be 192 for the Rutgers Boston College game. Fail. But I realized I bit off more than I could chew. I was way too much being a complete jerk off. So I came in at 199, which I barely kept under the 200. I probably had to breathe out when I was on the scale. So what I'm going to do, um, I am going to uh, only lose a pound and a half a week. We're going to do it that way. So I'm at 199, and I have to be at 197.5. That means it's a pound and a half. No. Yeah, pound 197.5. Yeah, pound and a half. We'll do that standard thing. See how well I do. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm torturing myself for no reason. But the rule is if I go over 200, it's over. So, uh, again, I always have a couple of good days towards the end of the week, but I suck this week. So I'll be back busting it up, making it happen. So that's that. So I have to be at 197.5, and uh, that's it. I got one person checking in, Austin Pierce. What's up, buddy? Uh, appreciate you Let me know. Uh, text me or chat me if it sounds okay here live. My red letters. I tried this new thing. I don't know what the hell. Um, all right. Well, listen, it was a big weekend for me. I'm wearing two things. I'm wearing my Rutgers stuff. I'm also wearing a shirt that my daughter made for me that is going to be available soon. She made me one. It's called Tacky Perfect, the Jimmy Palumbo show. That's my I've coined a phrase, Tacky Perfect. And um, I love it. I love that phrase. And that's it. So eventually you're going to be able to buy tacky perfect shirts from Chop Sports. Let's talk about the Scarlet Knights beating Boston College to go 1-0. and This is big stuff. Um, the um, uh, Look, the bottom line is I went down to Seagirt, watched the game with my brother. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was disgusted during the game uh, for like a million reasons. Number one, I don't think Rutgers looked that good. Um, our defense was playing okay. The offense wasn't any good. I did not like the rotation of the quarterbacks. They put this guy in, this play, then that play, then this play. Like, what are you doing? Shiano, come on. I didn't get it. I get you want to move different guys in and out, but to me it was too much. Um, And then, uh, listen, I got to call. I'm only going by what I saw watching the game. Uh, You had uh, Simon and Wimsat. I thought Simon looked better. If you're asking me who should start this week because Vedral's hurt, I I would go with Simon. I thought I didn't think Whipset looked that good. He ran the last drive, which we'll get to in a minute, but I don't think he looked good. Uh, he he looks slow to me. Anybody, uh, any of my Rutgers fans out there? I thought this guy was like young freshman should be running all over the place. He looks slow, but maybe I'm being hard on him. He's still a freshman. I think there's a lot of promise there, but I don't know. I think I would start Simon. I really would. That being said. The game I thought was awful for many reasons. First of all, the, the ACC network coverage was, I'm convinced, ACC network, uh, you know, hire me to do the games. Um, 
I could look down on a sheet of paper and say, hey, that was a catch by number eight. Uh, his name is Jones. Like, it was horrible. They knew nothing. They seemed unprepared. They didn't seem to know either team. They, they were using a, he's a real heady ball player. Like, what are you talking? You know, that was horrible. And worse, the graphics on the ACC network. What's the one thing you can't screw up? The score of the game up in the corner. Can't screw that up. Time of the clock. How much time is left? And you can't give up. You can't make a mistake with uh, down and distance. So it would be like first and 10, and Rutgers would get a four-yard carry, and then it would stay second and 10. There was three times Rutgers punted with second and nine. That's what it said. Then they had to take it down, and they were stupid enough to not tell the announcers, hey, by the way, our down and distance is off, so say it in between each down. They didn't do that. It was horrible. Coverage was horrible. I thought the camera work was horrible. Whole thing, shit the bed, if you ask me. Give me good old fashioned Big Ten Network where they know what the hell's going on. But the game was aggravating. It was, it was a if you're a casual fan of college football or even a New Jersey resident who kind of roots for Rutgers because they're the state team, this was unwatchable until about eight minutes ago, where Rutgers just drove it right down their throats, a la 86 Giants parcels. It was awesome. They ran it down and then we gave the ball back to Boston College up by one. Boom, we lowered the boom with sacks. It was a beautiful thing. I was thrilled to death. Big win. Win by a point against BC. Cover the spread, the whole nine yards. And look, they play Wagner this week. That's a winnable game. They play, um, uh, then they play uh, Temple. Temple's not really that good this year at all. That's a winnable game. So it'll be really cool. It'll be 3-0. and And then you got home against Iowa. Now, I'm being a jerk here now. Iowa struggled in their game against South Dakota State. And did something crazy to me. They won the game seven to three without scoring a touchdown, a field goal, and two safeties. When does that ever happen? Um, so who knows? Maybe Rutgers can have a little last uh, little mojo going on. And then the regular Big Ten schedule starts with Ohio State, and that's when that's when you just die on the vine, as we do with every Rutgers year. But just maybe, just maybe we could have a magical year. The Yankees, I'm not gonna harp on it. They're just tough to watch. Uh, they don't hit. Aaron Judge, to me, he's – I've never – I don't recall an athlete having more power going into negotiations. Um, full free agent, gambled on himself. He's got um, – you know, he's batting 302. That's 11th in the league. 54 home runs, that's first. RBIs, 117, that's first. OPS, that's first. He's clearly carrying the team. When he doesn't hit, they don't win. He's the, he is such a bigger MVP over Otani. It's not even close. I didn't want to talk about the discussion. 54 bombs. Um, he's playing great, but everybody else, um, you know, even Rizzo got hurt, so he was only two for six. I can't even mock out Rizzo. My boy, John Carlos Stanton, it, something's wrong. He's hurt. He's batting 214 now, so he stinks. Um, so, uh you know, uh, I, I, the Yankees are just, they're hard to watch. They just don't get enough hits. I, I don't know what it is, but they did win two in a row. And they, I think they held the bleeding back a little bit. Um, I mean, look, the bottom line is they are limping in to the playoffs. But even, even if the Yankees really play lousy, it's still going to be hard for them to blow the division. They could, you know, it's uh, five or six games, whatever it is. They could blow it for sure. But, um, uh, it's going to be tough. And even making the playoffs looks like a strong possibility, obviously. They they had that huge lead, and that's it. 
but it's time now. Uh, oh, at other college games, I forgot to talk about some other wild college games. So I'm skipping all over. I don't have Chris here to guide me. There were some wild college games. I don't know if anybody watched the LSU Florida State game. I mean, LSU up down by 14 with seven minutes to go. They score. Then they hold, they get Florida State to punt. The guy muffles the punt at the five yard line. A minute and a half to go. This game's over. What do they do? They uh, they do this stupid pitch. Uh, always a difficult. I don't know why they didn't run it right up the middle. Stupid coaching there. The guy fumbled at the three-yard line. LSU got it. Drove 96 yards. Controversial call. Did the kid get out of bounds on TV? It looked like he didn't to me. But they gave him one second on the clock. And the quarterback threw a high pass over the middle. Boom. Touchdown, LSU. They go for the extra point and blocked. If that happened to Rutgers, there would be no podcast today. I'd still be at my brother's uh, short house drinking in Seagirt, New Jersey. Uh, but it was a wild game. The Penn State-Purdue game Thursday was a wild game. Penn State looked good at certain times, lousy at others. Um, uh, Purdue, uh, they same thing. They had that quarterback. They looked, you know, it was opening day stuff, but it was still a pretty wild game. The Utah-Florida game, Utah screwed that up. I mean, you get inside the 10-yard line, down by three. If you're going, you can't throw a pick in the end zone. Brutal. Uh, so that was wild. The Ohio State-Notre Dame game. Listen, everybody said Notre Dame was going to get blown out. I said, no, sir. And the game was close. You know, they pulled away at the end. But they still was a much closer game in Notre Dame covered. But um, the uh, Notre Dame played okay. And uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, I still predict that Kelly at LSU will they'll be in the national championship game within two years. That's how good of a coach I think he is. Um, all right. Well, listen. Another thing is we're back to a segment that we used to do last year and we're bringing it back and it's called the stinks list. And that's sponsored by cornholelevel.com. That's right. Uh, if you go to cornholelevel.com, you get these gadgets. Okay. That go on the cornhole boards that levels it to fro up and down around this, that, the other thing. Um, none of the grabbing a level out. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't have a backyard party. Okay. If you have a backyard party and your cornhole boards are not level, that's embarrassing. They got to be the right angle. They got to be the right to and fro on the sides there. You got to be ready to go. You have to, you know, I mean, listen, and if I show up at your barbecue, I just need 20 minutes. I'm equally as good as anyone on your block because that's the skill level of this. Um, so, uh, I mean, number one, I want everybody to buy these things. Okay. But if you, if you, you know, there's also a sense of you're into cornhole too much, maybe, Maybe you should play wiffle ball or something like that. But these things are awesome. You got to check it out. They're really cool. My buddy, Mike Caprio, my second, second, second baseman. Um, what does it go? Lou Paragallo. Then it goes Mitch Fishman. And then Mike Caprio. You're like the end there. The end, very second baseman. But he wore a Met hat during the whole game. But I laughed at that because he was consistent with it. But there's a, a promo. If you go to cornholelevel.com, promo code JP show. And you put that in, you get 20% off an entire order. These are stocking stuffers getting involved. Go out and buy them just to make, he just re-upped with me. He's now doing another three months of CornholeLevel.com. Happy to have him back as a sponsor. And um, please go out and get these things. They're pretty cool if you have any friends and you have barbecues. I like to kid around about Cornhole, but these things are cool. They really work. Um, I recommend it. They're only $19.95. And you get 20% off when you mention the JP show or chop sports. So go check it out. And he is now the official sponsor of the 
NFL stinks list. Okay, here we go. This is how we do it. I'm going to go through this fast. This is like the preseason one. So it's a little bit based on last year, but not fully. Um, we'll just start. I'm just going to roll into it. All right. Uh, American uh, AFC East. Okay. I have Buffalo Bills. That's good. Miami Dolphins is average. New England Patriots, average. New York Jets, stink. Cincinnati Bengals, very good. Cleveland Browns, stink. Steelers, stink. Ravens, average. Getting down to the AFC South. Tennessee Titans, very good. Indianapolis Colts, average. Jaguars, stink. Texans, stink. Denver Broncos, average on the AFC West. Kansas City Chiefs, very good. Vegas, average. And the Los Angeles Chargers, average. Going into the NFC, that's right. I have the Dallas Cowboys as good. New York Giants, that's probably a little biased there. Dallas Cowboys as good. Giants stink. The Washington Commanders stink. The Eagles are average. NFC North, Bears stink. The Lions stink. Green Bay Packers, very good. Minnesota Vikings are just average. That's why Packers will win because that whole division really is pretty much stinks. Um, NFC South, we may have to do that. Whole division stink. Uh, that'll be a separate subtext we'll, we'll do during the year. NFC South, Falcons average. Saints average. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm only putting in good because of the Tom Brady nonsense. Carolina Panthers stink. And, of course, the NFC West, the best division of football. The Rams, very good. Cardinals, good. 49ers, good. And the Seahawks, average. But I think they're going to head towards stink very soon. So that's what we got. We got 10 teams stink, 12 are average, 5 are good, and 5 are very good. And if you're following along, that's what I do every week based, based upon the games. And we go through, and I let you know what I think and who stinks and this, that, and the other thing. So that's what we're doing. That's it. Sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. I got some crazy stuff this week, and I'm doing stand-up on uh, Saturday up in Highland, New York, um, at the Bad Seed Cider Brewery, Highland, New York, on Saturday night. I think it starts at 7 o'clock. Go check it up online. I'll be posting stuff on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and all that stuff. Um, should be a fun show. I'm headlining there. Um, hope I do well. I'll let you know on Monday. Um, also, I'm hosting, uh, I'm, I'm, as of right now, I'm introducing the band. Um, the Southern Cross Band is having their, um, uh, I love when my sister calls me during the show. So I'm going to answer the call. We're going to do a live call here with my sister. I wanted to see, here we go, ready? Hey, Mayor. Hey, I'm on the air live, so you're live now. Oh, hi everybody! That's uh, my uh, loving sister. I was I was calling her to see if I sounded all right on the YouTube and Facebook, but she's texting me instead. So, all right, man, I'm gonna run. Just wanted to say okay, hello. Bye. Bye. That's my loving sister, who's a huge Patreon person here. Uh, wait a minute, I got some messages here. Maybe on my messages, people are saying, hey, Jimmy, I can't hear you. You sound lousy. I don't know. Um, but um, there it is there. So I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. And I got root. Oh, stand up. Yeah, so on uh, Saturday night, Bad Seed Cider, Highland, New York. Sunday at the Osprey. 
uh, in New Jersey, the Southern Cross Band. This is a huge reunion. All you kids out there or old people out there, this band from 1975 to 1985, whatever, they rocked the Jersey Shore. If you're a Southern Rock fan like I was, they nailed it. And they're talking about three guitars. They did Almond, Skinner, Outlaws, 38 Special, um, Joe and Sonny Pruitt, uh, JT on the drums, um, Michael Tiny Dykes, and Gary Ross on the keys. They were just a great band and great guys. They're doing this big reunion. Um, I think I'm going to be introducing them as far as I know. Um, if they want anyway, they said I was, but I'll know when I get there, it start op, doors open at two o'clock and the show starts at four. It's cash only, just cash only inside and out. It's $20 to get in and then cash at the bar. The Osprey is a full cash only facility. Um, uh, so they got ATMs in there though. So it should be fine. Um, and then I got a gig at, uh, Ramsey, New Jersey for the Ramsey girls softball high school team. That's on September 17th on a Friday. And uh, what else? No, it's on a Saturday, excuse me. And I, I'm doing Silvio's in Warwick, New Jersey. I'm doing that um, on, uh, that's a uh, Friday night up in Warwick. I'm doing a show in Scotts Plains on the 29th. I'm doing the Comedy Cove. I need people to go to that one, show the love. Springfield, New Jersey, Comedy Cove. Say hello to me and my boy Gene. Over there, that's on Friday the 21st and Saturday the 22nd of October. Um, and then, of course, I'm doing a gig in Ohio on November 1st. I don't expect all my followers to go to Ohio. But if you feel like coming to see me in Ohio, God bless America, just go in. Um, it's a crazy week. Everybody's school starting back up. My daughter made me my tacky perfect shirt, which I'm thrilled about. She starts school tomorrow. I can't believe... My daughter is, it's crazy to me. She's going to be eight, eighth grade. I mean, she's going to eighth grade to be eight. She's going to eighth grade. That's nuts. What happened to my little Bupalines? She was such a little girl. Now she's getting bigger and bigger. Now she's going into eighth grade, her final year of middle school. Um, and uh, she's getting all ready and she's got her book bag and all her stuff. And uh, it's, I'm really proud of her. She's uh She's becoming a little lady. Um, she's got all kinds of clothes ready. And of course she wears makeup and all that stuff, which makes me crazy. And she's starting eighth grade at the Smith School in Ramsey. I probably shouldn't even say the school, but I just did. Um, so I can't go back. Uh, but good luck. Good luck to Natalie starting that. And also good luck to anybody starting college, which started up in the last couple of weeks. Um, and uh, all my nieces and nephews that are, my uh, nephew, Tommy, just turned 21. He is uh, a senior at Virginia Tech. They had a terrible loss to Old Dominion, um, but he doesn't listen to the show, so I can't help him there. Um, that was a bad loss. Uh, the North Carolina game against Appalachian State, we didn't even talk about that. Um, my nephew went there. Um, to all my nieces and nephews that are starting off school, I think uh, Lauren is over at UConn, and... Um, Annabelle is over at, um, where is she? Annabelle, where is Annabelle at Penn State. And we have someone else just joined the ranks. Oh, um, Drewy is over at Bloomsburg, which is fun. And Madison is at uh, Central Connecticut playing lacrosse. She's an intern at Chop Sports. I wish them well in the school year. But I tell you, 
School year, when you live in a town, how aggravating is the first couple of days? Cars flying all over the place. SUVs flying all over the place. People dropping off their kids at school. They don't know what's going on. You know what it is? When you start, our, our town has three schools. So when you start a school, you you don't know. Some people have to drop off the kid at one school. Then you got to double back over here to this school. And you got like 11 minutes to do the whole thing. So it's like everybody looks like Mario Andretti on the roads. It's totally unsafe. And in about three weeks, all the moms and dads get get used to it. Um, and they figure it all out, how to you know do it right, get their kids out of the, out of the building and all that. But it really is insane. Um, of course, I remember, you know what sucks? Remember, my, my people my age will relate to this. When the, when the back-to-school circular used to come out like August 15th, now they start selling back-to-school stuff like in June. You're not even out of school, and they're already selling it for the year. I hate when things are too early. I can't stand when people are putting decorations up before Thanksgiving, for Christmas. I can't stand when Halloween stuff goes up in July. Who the hell cares about Halloween? In the middle of July, you're on the Jersey Shore, and, and, and you're seeing you know, pumpkins and costumes for sale. Come on. You, you, October 1st, you start getting ready for Halloween. Let's have everybody calm down and have a marshmallow. Um, really, it makes me absolutely insane. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is that's the way it is. That's the way the world is now. You should be getting prepared for my podcast. Um, but uh, it's it's been crazy. I don't know even how this show looks. Obviously, it's not going to be a long show. We may have to do a short one today. Um, we could also talk about, um, you know, I, mean, I watched some show on Netflix. Um, it was called, uh, it's, it's, I think it's called uh, In Jail for Life or something like that about these criminals who are, they kill people and they're in jail. They're not getting out and they're telling their story. I laughed because the one lady was like, yeah, uh, my husband was being a jerk and I took a gun. I saw him on the couch. He was sleeping. And I shot him 10 times in the back, five times in the head. And then I called 911 and they came and they arrested me. I've been in jail ever since. Um, but then her sister years later is like, I don't think she did it. I think she's lying, covering up for maybe my nephew or her son who might have did it. And the cop's like, well, the nephew didn't have any blood on him. The nephew didn't have any gun residue on him. The nephew said he didn't do it. The mother said there was all the evidence is pointing to this lady. Listen, she was probably on drugs and all that. She lost her mind and she shot the guy. And um, and that's it. You're in jail. God bless America. But and I said, what, what, a, what a crazy idea for a show. I have to sit there and listen to somebody say, I killed somebody and now I'm in jail. I'm not getting out. Thank you very little. Um, I don't get why. I, I watched it. I'm like, uh, the second episode came on. You know, that Netflix thing, they roll right into the second episode. I was like, whoa, um, let me get out of this. This is depressing. Of course, I'm watching House of Dragon, um, which uh, I'm starting to dig it now. It's starting to get um, starting to get a little crazy um, with the crab guy and all this stuff. That was fun. Uh, I get hooked on, you know, I'm a fan. There's nothing I could do. I, I'll, I'll judge it more about week five or six, see where, where it goes. But they're all soap operas. They totally suck you in. Um, every show, I tell people all the time, and I've said it on the air, there's no difference between Downton Abbey and Game of Thrones. It really, you just get, you get hooked into the characters and the only difference is, you know, somebody's making a bed and a dragon's killing somebody. It's the same thing. You want to know who's banging who, who's going to get killed and what's going to happen to these people. Um, they're really nothing more than, it's like General Hospital in the 80s. Um, 
that's what it is. Uh, so I'm watching these shows and I'm like, oh, dear God, this is absolutely nuts. But you know what we're going to do? I think um, uh, I, I didn't really talk about I know I did my stinks list, but I, just, just to go back, um, I just want to I really think the Giants are going to stink. Um, so I want to make sure I'm a Giant fan. We'll go to a couple games. But I think the Giants are going to just not be that good. I think Daniel Jones thinks. And unless for one guy, Kadarius Tony, he's my guy. If Kadarius Tony stays healthy and stays on the field, I think he's going to light it up. The Giants will be much better. They'll win six games. So I want to make clear I didn't really do a giant uh, preview. Um, I just went right to the stinks list because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody stinks, uh, probably including me in the show. But listen, we're going to cut this show a little short today because, um, I got, I don't have Chris to bounce stuff off of. So I just found out last second he couldn't do the show. So I apologize if I can do a double show or something. Uh, I will, um, you know, oh, and a shout out. Of course, uh, a crazy thing happened yesterday um, about Chris. His next door neighbor's house burnt down. Literally, their house started to melt as well. And the firemen got there in time. Nobody got hurt. Nobody died. They saved the cats, the dogs, everything. But the houses are, uh, the next door neighbor's house is burnt to the ground. So I want to give a shout out to Chris's neighbor there, which I think that was the absolute most insane thing. Talk about getting involved. The fire, one of my biggest fears. I think about that. I'm in this apartment here. I got to get down three flights. What happens to fire here? Am I going to grab my, make sure I have my, um, podcast microphone as I run out the door. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, maybe even you just got to get out of the building. It scares the hell out of me. We still, we had shore houses back in the day, me and my buddy, Tommy, which I got to mention, I didn't even mention uh, Tommy and his pine tar bar and grill. Speaking of Tommy, that that's how off I am this show. I admit it. I'm a little off. I was thrown off uh, with all this technology trying to go live. And, um, you know, maybe I screwed up. Uh, the Pine Tar Bar and Grill, 121 South Main Street, Forkett River, 609-489-4286. If you go down there, this place is great. It's just a huge sports bar. Really good food, though. Uh, they got all the games. They got NFL Sunday stuff. They got college football. They have a big Penn State contingent, but also a big Rutgers contingent, so that'll be fun. Um, they got karaoke. They got bands in there. They do beer pong, sitting outside. It's beautiful. Check out my buddy Tommy. He's a jerk-off buddy of mine, as I say. Pinetarbarandgrill.com. Go check it out. But me and him were always back in the day in the short house. For some reason, we were always in the same room. And um, the uh, it was um, uh, we were always afraid of fire because those houses we were in in Manasquan, you could, first of all, with a hammer, I could knock the house down. And they were so dry and brittle, like no insulation. And people were smoking, you know, chicks would come in and smoke and stuff. And I would be like, oh, my God, what happens, like, if if, if there's a fire here? We'll all be dead in five seconds. And um, and we would, so one day, we're in a room after, like, having a house for six or seven years, different houses. I go to bed. It was late. We're all banged up. And I, I smell smoke. And it was in our room. Somebody in the corner of the room, there was a, um, uh, we left the light on. Somebody threw their shirt over a lamp with a light bulb. And it was one of those weird light bulbs that gets hot. It must have been sitting there all day. Nobody noticed it. I certainly didn't. I would have took the shirt off the light, the lamp. And um, it was burning. And it was like, it was exactly like you read about. Everybody would have been dead. It was three o'clock in the morning. Everybody's all banged up. 
And I, I got up, I said, Tom, Tom, fire. And all I remember is he grabbed, he just grabbed the lamp, went into the hallway, and the bathroom was right across from us. And he just threw the whole lamp in the shower, like ripped it out of the wall, threw it in the shower, glass flying all over the place. And he's screaming, who put the shirt on the lamp? And blah, blah, blah. But then, of course, we just went back to bed because it was late anyway. But you got to watch that stuff. So please check your outlets. I'm actually with my daughter. I'm going to do something kind of weird. I, not weird, but it's smart. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through and say, "Hey, hey, Natalie, there's a fire here. We gotta figure. Let's figure out what we're gonna do. You know, you wake me up, I wake you up. We gotta figure out whether we're gonna go out the front door, down the steps, but the fire could be on. The, and if we're really jammed up, we gotta uh, stick our faces outside the window and dial nine one one and hope the uh, ambulances get here on time. Otherwise, it's probably a thirty five foot drop. Um, That'll suck for our ankles um, <laughs> or death, really. But I guess I would hold her out the window. You, you lay in your bed thinking about this, though. I would probably hold her out the window. So maybe pick up another four feet. So, you know, uh, her ankles don't bust that bad. <laughs> you sit there. Anybody ever do this? You think about something morbid and you're like, you know, uh, what would I do if my if I was on a boat and started to sink? You know, you get that way when you're watching the Titanic what if I'm on a cruise and it starts to sink? What am I going to do? Um, and I always end up, some guys like, oh, I'll be macho man, Superman. I'll go out and save the day. And I'll, I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, I'll be dead. People that like they're hanging on to an igloo cooler in the middle of the ocean for like four days. Now, there'll be four guys to start. I'll be one of them. I would say maybe 45 minutes later, I'm like, guys, I'm out. I would just swim away. And listen, you have a better chance if I'm out of the way. I'd be bitching and moaning. I'd be complaining about the cooler. Is that not a big enough cooler? Um, I'd be so pissed off. I swear to God. Um, I just be like, I can't do this. You know, uh, and I, it's like, and you sit there going, like, well, why am I, why am I thinking so morbid here, laying in bed, staring at the ceiling? I think I got to be staring at something else. But uh, isn't that funny? So when Chris told me about the fire, that's all uh, I thought about. I'm getting a a, a chat thing here from uh, Vinnie Callen, emergency fire ladder. I know I don't even have the room for it. If you saw the windows I have here, but I should have one. I really should at least have one so I can get out. Um, if there's enough time, um, maybe I should, I should, you know what? You know what? Ow, I'm being an asshole. I should have a emergency ladder, but then I'll, I'll forget where it is. But at least I have a shot, like a 68 yard field goal to tie of getting out of here. Clay's things get blocked off. But I just got to hope and pray that the Mawa Fire Department gets here on time. Um, but, uh, yeah, you start thinking about stupid stuff like this. Um, you know, and you wonder, like, what would you do? Did you, you know, you, you can't go out the front door, your windows. Are you prepared? You have, you know, do you, what are you supposed to do? Wet towels down and put them over your mouth? Um, and plus, I'll be with my daughter and I'll, I'll have to. She's a little, not a she's a light little thing. I guess I would say, listen, that we're going to hold hands and we're going to hold your breath and go. We got to hold our breath till we get to the bottom. Even if she's falling all over the place, and I break her arm. It don't matter. I'll get her outside. Um, but who knows if outside is safe? Maybe the fire's falling that way. I don't know. It's crazy thought. What would you do? It's like one of those things. What would you do? You know, everybody thinks it'd be a big shot, but you'd be surprised. A fire takes 10 seconds. So make sure your fire alarms are working and all that stuff. Uh, it's a good time to check that. Uh, while I'm bringing up what a, what a what a morbid way to end the show. Rutgers wins, and I'm talking about dying in a fire. That's awful. Um, there was some tragedies locally here, a couple towns over, where kids got uh, passed away. Um, 
now I'm getting people saying $60 on Amazon. <laughs> okay. So for $60, I can save my daughter's life. All right. All right, Vinny. I get it. I'll order it. Um, everybody should have one really. Um, maybe I want to, next time I see a fireman, I'm like, Hey, how do I get out of my building? What's the best route? At least I'm, I'm prepared. Cause I remember when my daughter had with the car seat, I was so anal. I went down to the police station to make sure and I didn't have it in right. I had it in pretty good. But not perfectly. And the guy totally showed me how to I became like the the, the local expert on car seats. Um, my thing was locked and loaded. That kid wasn't going anywhere. I was happy about that. So it's the same kind of thing. You you worry about your kids in the car seat. And um and that's another thing. Speaking of car seats. Now I know I'm rambling now. Maybe people like this part of the show. I don't know. I, the last like month and a half, I haven't been wearing my seatbelt enough. How stupid is that? I noticed that. I don't know. I got in a car. Maybe it was because it was hot. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm getting in a car. And I'm driving around town to quick things, which is where you get in the accidents, driving around town. And I don't have my seatbelt on. I mean, is that the dumbest thing? I always make sure my daughter has her seatbelt on. What, but what about me? That's so stupid. I go flying through the windshield. Game over. I'm, I, I, again, I'm, I have to. What, Jimmy, what are you doing? Wear your seatbelt, you jackass. Um, and it's only like in the last two months. I, I don't get it. Uh, what's what's that all about? So, um, I get this is like this is like prevention week here at Shea. I got to make sure I, I have my seatbelt on. I got the fire alarms going on. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And I, I think I got the carbon monoxide thing getting involved here from the Omni. Maybe it's because Rutgers beat Boston College. I mean, I'm so shocked that I'm going through life stuff. Um, uh, I know. See that? I'm just getting. Uh, I got another. Uh, Vinny's telling me again. That's so dumb. Wear your seatbelt. Um, I don't know. It's so stupid. I don't know why it is. I've, I've always worn it. I guess um, my generation. You know, we started out. It wasn't mandatory, but I, you know, I had some shitty cars early on that the seatbelt don't even know if worked. But that's ridiculous. That's like a total my fault. If I, I were to get in a crash and I didn't have my thing on, uh, so. Um, and now I got my sister wants me to lose weight. I got chatters, you know, people coming in and chatting and saying, Jimmy, wear your seatbelt. Um, my buddy Nick is opening up for Molly Hatchet on the 24th in Connecticut, um, which I think is awesome. I'm going to try to get there. I'm doubtful. I got some things going on, but if I can get up to see Hatchet, I'm due to see, I haven't seen Molly Hatchet in a while. Um, but uh, that'd be great. Listen, whenever you can go see Molly Hatchet, that's the way to go. Uh, so shout out to my buddy Nick Amico's band That's opening up for Hatchet Which should be fun I'll try to get backstage there as well Because I know the backup band And now I also know uh, I know Bobby Ingram of Hatchet um, But anyway, I'm rambling on here I'll cut it short I don't have my boy Chris um, And we do Oh, that's another thing I was supposed to have uh, my friend on My uh, friend who has cancer She was supposed to come on But because of the holiday um, I knew there was a reason why my show was short because I, I was supposed to have an interview with somebody. I'm like, why is my, I set my show up and it's short. That's because I forgot that my friend can't come on cause she's getting some radiation today. And I thought it was, she thought it was a Monday, but then we're doing it today, Tuesday. So the labor day threw us off, but it looks like she'll be on, uh, on Monday. It's coming Monday. We'll have a, a really cool interview with someone who's going through cancer and I'm just coming out of it, but uh, we're going to go into the minutia of what it's like. Um, and she's very inspiring and it changed her life. And maybe the interview will change yours. 
and make yourself get checked up for breast cancer. So a shout out to anybody who's fighting that. And we will be discussing that next week. Rutgers plays Wagner. They should win. Uh, the Wagner is like, you know, I don't know. They, I think Wagner plays like Linden and Carteret. They are not getting involved. Um, big shout out to my daughter for designing my tacky perfect shirt. As you can see it much better there. Um, and they'll be available shortly uh, on the, my, where I sell my stuff and a big shout out to all my Patreon subscribers. I appreciate that. We're going to start growing that now and marketing that and a uh, big shout out to uh, that's it. My sister as well for calling me and she'll, she's the first one to review my show as always. And that's it, everybody. Listen, it's been a weird show. I promise you next week will be much different. Where have you gone from? We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Where have you gone?